Hey, hey, hey. Another episode. We are here to talk about the greatest thing that happened in sports over the past weekend. Did you all see what happened to the Steelers' four turnovers in the past, in the first four possessions? That game was over before it even started. And then, of course, we got to get into Russell Wilson coming up short in the playoffs. Has not been back to the Super Bowl since 2014 after that heartbreaking loss when he threw an interception at the goal line. All you had to do was give it the beast mode. And we got to get into Breeze Brady Part 3. This is what we've all been waiting for. What will happen? We'll predict it all. Another episode of Girls Talk Sports 2. Turn me up. Let's go. Over there, Kalea. I'm good. How are you? Um, you know, I cannot complain. You know, I had a good weekend of sports, watched a good championship for the first half yesterday of college football. Um, mm-hmm. basketball to look forward to, some more football to look forward to this weekend. So I can't complain. I can't complain. Good, good. I won't even make a comment about yesterday's game. Um, <laughs> so let's jump right on in to what in the sports where we recap the greatest sports moments from the previous week. So like you mentioned, we had a wild wild card weekend in the NFL, three games in the AFC and three games in the NFC. The biggest story of the entire weekend. Oh my goodness. Is the Steelers taking a humongous L a from the Cleveland Browns. Mm, the Cleveland Browns. This Cleveland is Cleveland. What they say? The Browns is the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> the Browns is the Browns. Those are the same Browns I play every single year. Every the Browns single year. The Browns is the Browns. So the Cleveland Browns won their first playoff game since 1994. Um, just a little fact: I was not born yet. Oh man, 1994. MJ was the goat in 1994. That's how long ago that was. MJ and this was back when the goat Bill Belichick was on their coaching staff. Which who, why did the Browns get you know let him go? No one knows. I don't, I don't know. Um, that was that was you know kind of. The beginning of the end for them for a while but i don't think i don't think baker mayfield had been born the last time no no because the browns because i'm older than him oh, yeah so by just like a couple months so no he was not born yet wow which is wild right yes there's a whole generation a whole of people generation. that were born in cleveland ohio in 1995 and they were waiting on that win and they had to wait until this man went through his entire life to get it crazy. <laughs> Chanel, this is another unprecedented moment <laughs> in my lifetime. And I am like tired of unprecedented moments. That's I have had fair. enough. That's fair. I have had enough. And this, all right. There's okay. A lot of history. So let's get back <laughs> to this, this game. Chanel, is time running out for Big Ben? Like, is this the end of the Steelers, the Steel Curtain as we know it. And also, who deserves the blame? Is it Mike Tomlin? 
Is it Big Ben? Is it Marquise Pouncey? Is it Chase Claypool? Is it um, the defense not being healthy all year? Is it Juju? Is it James Conner only rushing for 84 yards? I mean, and he had a chance to fall on that ball, okay? He had a chance Is to fall Juju on that ball. Is it Juju and Chase's TikTok? Yeah, probably. Probably. You know what? First of all, what a massive W for the Cleveland Browns. I never thought I would get on here as many times as we have called the Cleveland Browns losers. Yes. Yes. I never thought the first thing I would get on here and say is, what a massive W. <laughs> I mean, wow. They're From the all- beginning of our show, we have bashed the Cleveland Browns. Unapologetic. of this show. of the show. And we've been doing this show, like, on and off for a year. Yes. And so, wow. Congrats to Cleveland Brown. Congrats to the city of Cleveland. This is the best thing that happened to you since 2016. Okay? The <laughs> best thing that's happened to Cleveland since 2016. Everybody knows what happened in 2016. We have to repeat it because that's literally the best Do they, thing. though? Let's repeat it. Let's repeat it. <sighs> the GOAT. LeBron uh, yeah. James. We're, we're going to stick We're gonna stick to Cleveland Brown. So, listen. <laughs> congrats to the city of Cleveland. Congrats to uh you know, Baker Mayfield. Okay. This is the end of the Steelers as we know it, because this is the end of the big Ben era, right? Like big Ben won two chips for the Steelers. You know, Mike Tomlin came in 07, you know, a couple years after that first, that first chip that big Ben won and won another one the year after the Steelers since, since Mike Tomlin took over, right. They've won seven, divisional championships. Um, They've dominated. When I tell you, like, dominated the Cleveland Browns. The only other, you know, team in that division that that got over them was the Ravens. That was the only competition across this whole... It was was Tomlin and it was Harbaugh. It was Tomlin and it was Harbaugh. But it was never the Browns, right? And I think that's why this is the, the ultimate, like, cherry on top it's over, right? This is this is over. We're here to stay. Think about how young the Browns are, right? Miles Garrett, they're going to take care. They've already taken care of Miles Garrett contract. Baker Mayfield has shown that he can be consistent. He's competitive. He's he has some drive. He seems to have the respect now more of the of the the offense and the people around him. And he's figuring this thing out. Everybody was talking about how the offense is so different when Odell's out there because they're trying to feed Odell. But now he has like like the whole field available to him and he's like spreading the wealth. Jarvis Landry is crazy talented. And then they know how to run. Right. And this is what I was telling people. I was like the steel. I've been saying this on the show for the past two or three weeks. The Steelers are on upset alert because the Steelers can't run you like in order to, to, to make it in the playoffs. You, you either have to have a quarterback that can make magic happen or you got to be able to just run the ball down their throats when it matters the most. And the Steelers couldn't run the ball down their throats and big Ben couldn't throw it past 10 yards. He could throw the ball <laughs> down the field. I think the biggest thing mistake that Tomlin made was resting big Ben in that final week because he came out looking awful. Now that first play was not his fault. Big Ben's like what? Six, five, six, six. And a veteran snapper just snapped it over his head. Like, you have to snap that pretty high to snap that over Ben's head. That's not his fault. I will say both him and Connor were to the ball first, and they could have fell on it. And it could have been a lot, you know, it could have been two points instead of a quick six right there. But I digress. 
He then went on to throw interception after interception after, and it's because he's too predictable, right? Like, I know where you want to go with the ball. I watched that game. I know that you want to throw it. You're not going to throw it down the field. All I have to do is send these safeties here and spy on you, and then we're just going to get the ball whenever we want. Um, and then you you weren't throwing it on point. Like, it kept bouncing out of people's hands and then landing into the Browns' hands. They were hungry. They were they were fired up because of Juju's comments of, like, the Browns is the Browns are the same, just laying people that we play every year. Nothing's going to be different. Um, so this is a, a humongous L for the Steelers as an organization. Mike Tomlin has to hold it. Big Ben has to hold it. Connor has to hold it. Juju has to hold it. And they also did not invest in a backup quarterback. Like we saw how bad those quarterbacks were when Big Ben was out, right? When they went eight and eight last year. Now, they- mind you, I'm going to interrupt you there. Mason is decent, right? I said last week I gave Mason a hard time. But Chanel, if this, if his wide receivers mainly Washington would have caught the ball a few times last week, they would have beat the Browns. Mind you, they only lost by two. They did. They did. That's why a couple of times and I was like, should they just throw Mason Rudolph in this game? Exactly. I had that same thought. Should they just start him now? I believe Big Ben has one more year on his contract. Um, I'm not sure about that. I'll fact check it in a second. But so he has one more year. Let him mentor Mason Rudolph. No. Let's just let's just no chalk, ben, chalk next season no. up. <laughs> Big Ben needs to go and be Santa Claus in a mall. Okay, that's what he needs to grow back out that beard and go be a mall Santa. He does not need to mentor anybody. He needs to go sit down, sit down, and mm-hmm. never play football again. Don't mentor mm-hmm. nothing. I don't want. I don't want to see you. But I, I I get what you're saying. It's one thing to look good in a game. Kalea, AJ McCarron had a game, right? Where is he now? Where is he now? Connor Cook even had a game in 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 Oakland. Come on now, I don't care. I don't care that he had a game that he. I had a whole last season where he couldn't keep a spot, where he was looking terrible. The Steelers had opportunities to take a quarterback in the draft. They could have got Jalen Hurts. I know. They they and there were a couple of quarterbacks who were willing to be backups that were out there. Jameis was out there. I know they made an offer on Jameis and he decided to go with the Saints. But then you had Cam who was hanging out there for a while too. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't pick him up though. Yeah, but I'm just saying like you no, didn't, I... you didn't invest into this part. Yeah. And now yeah. now you you finished the, the season 11 and 5. What are you going who are you going to get? Mac Jones? You know what I mean? Like I just that's a, that's a massive L on their part to not invest in that with an aging quarterback and just mm-hmm. go and, and especially the way that we saw those backups look last mm-hmm. year. I just, I just thought it was, it was just irresponsible. Yeah. Um, so all of them have to, I don't, I don't have to pick one. Juju talked too much. He danced too much. He, he showed up though. He was, I, I was going to say he did play he was, very he well. Showing up. I, I wouldn't put this blame on him, but I would say, listen, if you're going to beat somebody, the greats just go out there and beat somebody, right? Right. LeBron doesn't sit up there and just be like, oh, yeah, no, like, you know, 
um, the Clippers are the Clippers. Like, no, he goes out there and just beats the Clippers. All right, right? well, I mean, LeBron wasn't, and, and you know I love LeBron, but he wasn't the greatest example to use right there because there are some nights that LeBron just takes completely off against the Clippers. That's true. Listen, that's fine. <laughs> and that, I'm just talking about the talking You're just before. talking – the talking oh, yeah. before, right? I just want I just want people to know that no, I am not biased. No, I understand. <laughs> LeBron takes possessions off. He's late. We talk about this all the time. But I'm just saying. No, I understand. Great, just go saying. out there and perform when it matters the yeah. most, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, just think about Kobe. He's like, I'm not smiling. I'm not talking about anybody. The job is not finished. I'm going to go out there and perform. Just go out there and let your work speak for itself. Stop talking. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. That's, that's what I think. Yeah, I I agree. I think this is the end of an era, um, era. I am upset that the Steelers haven't invested in a quarterback. Like, they have weapons. You have James Conner. Yes, he's been injured a lot, and that has deteriorated his body at a very young age. But he's still a decent running back. You, They haven't invested in a good offensive line. No. They they have all of this young talent. Yes, you got Chase Claypool, who is going to be dominant on the other side, like Juju Smith, Schuster, but who's going to throw them the ball? Exactly. exactly. Like, yes, I did say that Mason Rudolph had a few good plays <laughs> the last game, but like Chanel said, we got to see a whole season of Mason Rudolph, and it was terrible. So. I believe in Mike Tomlin. I think that he has a solid defense. However, who's going to score points for you? Yes, your defense may score you one or two touchdowns, you know, off an interception or a fumble or something like that because they are that good. You do still have Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, You do have Devin Bush. You have all of these guys who are really good. But, one, a lot of them need to get healthy. Yeah. Like, a lot of them tore their ACLs this year. That is not something that is super easy to come back from. Um, And there are a lot of old (laughs) defensive linemen on that team. Like, they're just – they're not one of those franchises right now that you thought was training up, like, these young players to take over. They're just – that's just not what they've been doing. and. It makes me think about, it makes me think back to when Antonio Brown was let go of, right? Mm -hmm. Antonio Brown has now said, like, and we all knew this, the issue was Big Ben, right? Right. So we all knew. protected through this whole thing. They tolerate, they won't won't tolerate much from anybody. Like, they didn't tolerate Lady Don Bell. They didn't tolerate Antonio Brown. But who's still there? Big Ben throwing. And the Rooney family. In the playoff game. Right. The Rooney family loves Big Ben. They love their quarterbacks. They love their original TB12. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So who who are they going to allow to come in there and take or, and direct this ship? Like, who knows? And who knows if like Tomlin is really safe? I mean, he had a good season. I'm not yeah. going to lie. He had a decent season record-wise. Yeah. Until the end. But it trended that, down the, at the wrong time. Yeah. So it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot going on yeah. on those two rivers over there. But yeah, I wonder what you said. Like, I wonder how much power Tomlin has in this situation. Like, everyone knows. It's, it's just like, you know, when people talk about ownership, if they have a favorite player, 
that can trump a head coach and that can put the head coach in a, in an awkward position. What we do know is big Ben's been protected through this whole thing. Um, and Mike Tomlin, listen, Mike Tomlin deserves a job at that organization for as long as, you know, he wants to work there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they, if they decide to move on from him, he deserves to get a job the next day. Like yeah. he is a, a, a great coach. So I don't know. I, we'll have to watch the Steelers, see what they do, see who they invest in. Who knows? I mean, it doesn't seem like the Saints want to invest in Jameis. So maybe he. Well, you never back. know. They, they, they might. They had a chance to play him several times and they decided to do Taysom Hill. Listen, we'll get, we'll get to the Saints. We'll get to the Saints. One time. I know. I know. And you know how that, you know how that infuriated me as a Saints fan. However, I think that Sean Payton and that family, ownership family has an idea. Maybe the Steelers should go out there and try to get Deshaun, but we can talk about that later. Yes. Yes. So let me introduce another person who Chanel, you know, only likes because of who he's married to. Sierra's um, husband. But another Super Bowl winning quarterback, Russell Wilson, took a first round exit at home. Ugh. So Ugh. the you Seattle Seahawks. Quarterback. A thumbless quarterback. <laughs> The Seattle Seahawks lost to the LA Rams 30 to 20 on Saturday. Um, Jared Goff returned after having a thumb <laughs> surgery, which was wild, on his throwing hand just 12 days prior. Mm. The Seahawks have not made a conference championship or a Super Bowl since 2014 after losing to Tom Brady and the Patriots on a late game interception. Mm. No. Chanel, what do the Seahawks need to do to get back to contending for a Super Bowl? You, you know, this whole, listen, this whole season, watching watching the Seahawks, I was like, this team has an identity crisis. Um, they don't, like, what, what, what has made the Seahawks successful back when they went to back-to-back? That's hard to do, first of all to be a team that goes to back-to-back Super Bowls, but they did it in 2013 and 2014. What did they have? They had a dominant defense. They had a great secondary, and then they had a solid, you know, line. And then they had a smart quarterback who could do anything at any moment, right? And, And that's why they were so great. And they were young, right? The Seahawks were supposed to be around forever. Russell Russell Westbrook was young. That, that, you know, Russell, I'm sorry, Russell Wilson was young. Okay. The whole, you know, everybody was just up and coming. You know what I mean? And so that's what they've got to get back to. You know, they had gotten into this offense where they were like, okay, we're going to let Russ cook first half of the season. They're just letting Russ throw it. To, we see amazing scramble plays from between Wilson and, and Metcalf. And we're seeing all this stuff. And then Russell Wilson's a favorite for MVP and all this stuff. All of a sudden he makes a few mistakes, right? He throws a few interceptions and they immediately dial it back. They're like, oh no, run the ball, stop people on defense. Except you didn't invest into that, right? Like you invested into Russell Wilson and then you took Metcalf in the first round because again, you didn't give him weapons. Like you gave Russell Wilson all this money and you gave him nothing to work with after people started leaving and started going on. And so 
what we saw was this team retreat from what they said they were going to do of just letting Russell Wilson chug it and let him scramble and make plays. And we saw them become very predictable. And when you play a defense like the LA Rams and the game slows down further in the playoffs and those runs ain't working like they used to in the regular season, because you, it's not like you had a dominant run game. It was solid, but it wasn't dominant. And then you run into a defense like that. It became a mess. Russell, Russell Wilson was pressured. The pocket closed on him. They wanted him to just be a pocket passer. He, the, the best play, what were the best plays of the game when he was scrambling and creating those were the best plays of the game. And it wasn't enough because they couldn't stop a thumbless quarterback. His defense could not stop a thumbless quarterback. I'll keep saying it. That was insane. They put up 30 points on them. What happened the last time the Seahawks faced the Rams? They put up 20 points and that was enough to win. They put up 20 points. It was 20 to six. That was enough. That's what needed to happen in this game. Now, Russell Wilson gave up seven uh, gave up seven points, right? Because he threw, who throws an interception on a lateral? Like, they were ready to jump on that thing because they knew he would try to get the ball to Metcalf and let him create because Metcalf was over there crying like Odell on the sidelines. Like, I'm not getting, I'm just not getting targets. I'm not getting opportunities. You know, proposing to the goal line, all that stuff. He, 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 he is... Odell Beckham Jr.'s child. I mean, like, he's is, he's Antonio he, Brown's child. He's, he's all he's Ocho Cinco's child. He's all, all of them. them. Like all they all them. act like that. All of them. And so, I mean, but the pacifier like accentuates it because. Yeah. Oh, why yeah. would you go over there yeah. yelling when you know the Rams can hear you? Because there are no fans are in no this fans. stadium. So that's what I'm saying. In this game, what was missing? For the Seahawks, the twelfth man. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think the Rams put up thirty points with the twelfth man there. And then Russell Wilson, like I said, he's sm- he's Brady smart. Like people say, like Brady just makes the right decisions. Russell Wilson just makes the right decisions. It was an unfortunate turnover that gave up seven points. They could not afford to give up points. He needed to be perfect in no turnovers. He wasn't. That's the difference between a one possession game and a two possession game when it comes close. And it just it, they were able to overcome the hunt with that with that defense, and again looking extremely predictable. So to get over that game, he made a mistake he couldn't have, and that's that's to me what happened. In order to get back to that Super Bowl contending, the you know the Seahawks just got to invest in, into some defensive players, and they got to get back to that run game if mm-hmm. they're not going to release Russell Wilson. So it seemed like before they were all in on doing that. And now they're like, no, we just want to go back to this like Steelers like, you know, culture of like a a good defense, run the ball, stop the run and all that stuff, which I think they can get back to because people want to play with Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. He's great for culture. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And the Seattle Seahawks have shown to be a great franchise. Russell Wilson's still only like 30, 31. Yeah. Yeah. He's still young. He's still young got a lot of good football and Metcalf is is dope mm-hmm. um, I mean Tyler, and Lockett is really Lockett good Lockett is really yeah he's really good so I still believe in this team they just they got to invest in some other things in order to get back to being a lock for the Super Bowl mm-hmm. I agree I think they need a dominant running back um Carson is just not he's not the guy and they need to invest in their offensive line because yeah. Yeah, Like you said, Russell Wilson is great when he's scrambling outside of the pocket and he's just throwing it, throwing a dart to DK. Playground football. 
playground football. And I, we saw that a few times, and he, yeah. they scored. They so, did. so that's what they need to do. But literally, it was like they were just opening up. <laughs> Aaron Donald to Russell Wilson. Like yes. I've never seen Russell Wilson get sacked that many times in a game. Running for his ever. Life. I mean, it, it ever. Me, before before remember remember their life before Metcalf and like post everybody. Yeah, was, that he was running for his life at that. Yeah, they yeah. like gave him all this money and they're like, okay, go put the whole <laughs> team on your back. Just go do it. Just go like make everything happen. Yeah, I I felt bad for him because he was genuinely trying. When he yeah. threw that interception, he was trying to be a team player and get the ball to someone he shouldn't have been. I thought he should have gone back to block it, but um, you know, he was trying to be a team player and get the ball to his teammate who was like, dude, let me make a play. Um, but that the let let's talk about the Rams really quick. Um they have a run game. Right. Akers was running all over that defensive line. And yeah. mind you, it's not the best defensive line. Yeah. Um, but you do have Jamal Adams, who was doing some crazy things <laughs> out there. I mean, unfortunately, he was the reason why. Yeah. Uh, uh, the quarter, jo- yeah. Jared Goff came back. Jared Goff came back yeah. in. Yeah. I wanted to call yeah. him Josh Allen. And I was like, that's not him. Um, <laughs> so. You know, they have some good pieces. I think they just need to invest more. I mean, yeah. when when Bennett left, like, you lost him, you lost Sherman. Like, there are just piece, huge pieces have, that yeah. they lost that they, mm-hmm. need to, that they need to replace. So hopefully they, you know, get it together. Because I don't think Pete Carroll <laughs> has much time left either. I'm like, come on, Pete. And that was the other thing. I'm like... Pete Carroll, I saw one team out there with an identity and I saw one team without one. And I'm yeah. like, at what, at what point do we question, question Pete Carroll? Mm-hmm. Like the LA Rams, they knew they were like, okay, this quarterback situation is messed up. If nothing else, we got to score on defense at some point. We got to We got to pressure. We, you know, they knew they had a game plan. Mm-hmm. Right? And Jalen Ramsey did Jalen Ramsey things. Exactly. He got into DK Metcalf's exactly. head. He really did. And so I'm like, you know, the Seahawks, they didn't to me just seem like they had a game plan. It was like, yeah, we'll do a little yeah. bit of this, a little bit of that. We're going right, to. Right. Oh, that's um, not working. All right. Let's switch to this other thing. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a disaster. But hopefully Sierra, you know, gives him some words of encouragement yeah. and they can come back out next season and try this again. Try it all again. I mean, they had some fire jackets that they had on that she posted. They like, really did. I, I wanted to see more of those throughout the rest of the season, but I like that's a quick one week and done. That was an expensive jacket for one week. It doesn't matter to them. What, what did no. Russell say? I, I don't need your little money. Yeah. <laughs> so Chanel and I are going to do a quick, just some quick takes on other things that happened um, during the weekend because we didn't talk about four other games. So. Yeah. Um, let's start off with something that's astonishing to me. All the starting AFC quarterbacks left in the playoffs are 25 years old or younger. Hmm. That is Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes. So Chanel, which quarterback in action were you most impressed with, um, in the wild card weekend? Not Patrick Mahomes because they were on a bye, but yeah, the other three. Um, Josh Allen was was really 
he was really solid in that game. Um, I know people have been talking about him a lot. We we haven't talked about him a lot on the show, but mm-hmm. he was a top five quarterback um, in the regular season. We think about QBR. And, um, I'm just impressed with this young core in the AFC overall, but he was impressive. But I got to give the most impressive award to Lamar Jackson. Action mm-hmm. Jackson. Here's why. Listen, so much – they have been holding Lamar Jackson to a different standard than any of these other young quarterbacks, right? And it's because he plays differently, right? It's like, forget the fact that he's made the playoffs every year since he's been in the league. The second year in the league, he won an MVP, led his team to a 14-2 and record, broke like every record, in terms of, you know, rushing touchdowns, rushing yards by a quarterback, just shattered them all. Ended up losing to the playoffs that year to uh, a hot Titans team. But now comes back needing, they won five games in a row to make the playoffs. Like people really forget about this. People were talking about they're not going to make the playoffs. There were a bunch of times where they won a game because of Lamar Jackson's efforts, because of his legs, because of his arm too. Nobody else gets, none of these game-managing quarterbacks, right, get criticized for being game-managing quarterbacks, right? It's like Lamar Jackson is a game-managing quarterback as a thrower, but as a runner, he's that's what makes him elite. And so he puts up, he averages, what, 200 yards a game? Mm-hmm. So does Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> so does Jimmy Garoppolo. Right? But they, they they can't do with their legs what Lamar Jackson can do. And yet every time this man does anything, it's like, oh, no, it's not good enough. Not yet. Like, you keep raising the bar for this 24-year-old kid. And he keeps showing you, like, I can get there. I can do it. So that's why I'm impressed with him because he's been criticized ever since he came into the league. He was the one sitting in the, you know, in the NFL draft room by his mom with his head down because he was the only one left there, right? And quarterback after quarterback was being taken above him. He just keeps raising the bar of who he is and keeps living up to this pressure that's on him from all these outside forces saying that you can't do it. You can't be successful playing that way. And I'm so glad that he's with the Ravens because they're a great organization. He has a great coach that's really investing this entire team into the way that he plays. And I think it is going to be successful for them. I think he will make it to a Super Bowl. Um, and I'm just, and he's so young, I'm just excited to see. So I'm, I'm, I was excited and I was impressed with him. I would agree. Um, Lamar Jackson was definitely the standout from the weekend. Um, Josh Allen, of course, he's a great game manager. I just think the Bills, you know, Stephon Diggs, all of them, they're going to they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with for a while. Um, Baker, whatever, uh, (laughs) but Lamar, (laughs) Lamar Jackson, I saw something in him and Chanel, I say this to Chanel all the time. I, he has to prove to me that he has an arm, right? Because even like Michael Vick, yes, used to do all the same things, but he had an arm. Like when he needed to stay in the pocket and throw the ball, he could. And that's what I always want to see. power lacked a little bit of accuracy. Yeah. So that's always what I want to see from Lamar Jackson. I guess I'm one of those haters, but whatever. Um, okay. Big trust. 
Big trust. <laughs> Big trust. But I was like genuinely happy to see Jim Harbaugh. Not Jim. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean Freudian slip on. Okay. So I was happy to see just like Harbaugh give him the space to be him. Yes. Like, don't pressure Lamar into being this pocket passer, which he is not. Like, let him run. Let him get those yards with his legs. So that was great to see. I also think that Lamar stepped, and he has from the time he's been with the Ravens, but stepped up um, in his leadership because, you know, he threw a lateral to J.K. Dobbins that lost them yards. And he, like, literally when J.K. came back to the huddle, he was like, dude, that was my bad. So that was just good to see. Like, they are a team, and that's one thing you need to win in the playoffs. So Lamar is going to go – far he's gonna go very far in this league um so we talked about young quarterbacks now let's talk about the old quarterbacks so this weekend um a few aging former Super Bowl winning quarterbacks will be in action which former Super Bowl winning quarterback is under the most pressure this weekend Drew Brees Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers I I think it's Breeze. Honestly, people keep saying that, you know, he he probably retire after this year. Um, I am starting to believe that this is the last of Breeze that we'll see. Listen, here's the difference between Breeze and Rodgers, right? Rodgers has had instability throughout his career, right? Like sometimes he didn't have a defense. Sometimes he didn't have weapons. Sometimes he didn't have a run game. I think Breeze, there are times where there were disparities on his team. But overall, he's had a capable team his entire career, and he's had the same head coach, right? Um, and he hasn't even been back to the Super Bowl. Um, and he, you know, he's breaking, he's broken every record, right? He's right, <laughs> he's right up there with Brady with with the records that he's broken. Peyton Manning, I think there's no pressure on Brady, right? Like six six Super Bowls and nine tries. It's some people who retire from the NFL without even ever playing in the Super Bowl. You went nine times, you won six. Like, I don't care what you do for the rest of your career. That Nothing's going to erase that. <laughs> um, and Rodgers, he's, he's coming off an MVP season. I think Rodgers still has some time. Um, so I think Rodgers has some time. Breeze doesn't, though. So I would say the most pressure is on Breeze to get a win and try to go out riding into the sunset like Peyton Manning did. I agree. Um, (laughs) It's very sad. It's sad for me because this is um, an end of an era for me because I am a Saints fan, have been since they won the Super Bowl. I'm just going to say that nobody believes it, but that's the truth. Okay. So um, watching him last weekend was bittersweet because there were moments where like, I knew they weren't going to lose to the Bears, but I was just like, this is it. Like, Mm -hmm. there's no way this man comes back next season. Like, he just – he's not going to. His body can't do it anymore. And we've seen that for the last two seasons. He even said the last four years, you know, he's been waiting for it to be the end. So, it's it's time. Um, You know, I'm happy Michael Thomas is back. Kamara's back. So, He'll have a chance, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers is near the end at all. Yes, he's 
in this category, he is old, but like he is not playing like these old men <laughs> and they're playing well. Like, yeah, they are. He he is. Yeah. But he's not he he's not there yet. Yeah, yes. MVP season. I think him and Devontae Adams have a long way to go. Um but and Brady, like he's going to ride off into the sunset whenever he decides to ride off into the sunset. So for Drew Brees, this is it. Um you have to give it your all, which I know he will. Mm -hmm. It's just will his teammates also help him out, you know? Yeah. Um so Let's talk about that team with the quarterback with no thumb, which you could definitely see he could not feel the ball in his hands, really. But can the LA Rams go all the way and give the city of LA another championship, joining the Lakers and the Dodgers? Can the LA Rams go all the way? (laughs) You know what? At first, when I was thinking about this question, I'm like, no, no, they cannot. But their defense is better than when they went to the Super Bowl. That defense statistically is better, more hungry. And mm-hmm. they, again, they still have not recovered from that Super Bowl loss. And yep. it's, it's without, you know, minus Todd Gurley, it's essentially the same team. That's what I keep telling people. Like, and I mean, honestly, I think they have a better running back than Todd Gurley yeah. when he was there. Akers is really good. They have the pieces to make a run. Now, here's the thing. We can talk about this next, but I, I, I'm looking at their path, and I'm like, it's not a bad, it's not a bad situation. I'm not counting this LA, LA, LA Rams team out, especially after seeing what I saw from Golf. What is the best of who Golf needs to be? A game managing quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over. And and I know the Seahawks defense isn't you know elite, and so. You know, I believe Green Bay's defense is better than the Seahawks. I believe the Saints' defense is better. So if they have to face one of them, you know, we'll see what Goff can do. But so far, him coming off that surgery and stepping in the way that he did, showing that toughness, then putting up 30 points, that was impressive to me. And so I'm like, I'm not counting this team out to try to make a run and and bring L.A. a third championship. For this year, which would be lit. I might just move to LA if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't think their path is hard, um, depending on how. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I mean, the Bucks or the Saints, it could go either way. Yeah. And then Green Bay, you might be able to knock them off easily. Like, you just never know. Yeah. Um, so it could, it could be a possibility i'm not gonna say it's impossible for them (laughs) to do this but speaking of upsets is there a possibility for an upset um do you do you think so schnell for the rams in green bay or just this weekend in general this weekend in general okay is there a possibility for an upset i'm i'm gonna stick with big trust i think he makes it to a, a conference championship um, to face off with, with the Chiefs. I do. Um, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to to take out uh, Josh Allen and the Bills. Um, I just think there's a certain hunger going on over there in Baltimore. They, they started trending up at the right time. Their defense is hungry. Lamar Jackson is, I think, has figured this thing out of like, 
you know, where to get in his spots, where to place the ball when he needs to pass. I was convinced during that game in the regular, I forgot who they were playing, but in the regular season, they had like, they had like a minute or, or so, a minute and 30, and the game was tied. Lamar Jackson did not run the ball one time. He threw the ball down the field and got them in the field goal range. Um, was that the Browns? Maybe that was against the Browns. I think that was the Browns. Um, and so I I am a believer in this team that they're walking around with a chip on their shoulder, especially how they went out last year. They got their revenge on the Titans. And so I just think this is their time. I think, yes, they make it to a conference championship. Um, I don't, you know what? As much momentum as the Browns are going in with, I don't think it's going to matter. Over. I don't think it's going to matter against the Chiefs. So I'm not going to be, but I do think that game is going to be closer than what people think. Some people are saying like, oh, it's going to be a route. No, like the Chiefs have had the closest games. Like they're, four, they were like, they could have been 15 and one or whatever they ended with, but they've had the, they won their games about three points, six points. Like they, those games have been super close. It's just that when it's winning time, you know, Patrick Mahomes knows what to do. So because they have Patrick Mahomes, that has to happen. Um, we just talked about the Rams, Seahawks, the Bucks, Saints. Listen, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. <laughs> this is a game that I don't want to predict um, because I just want to enjoy it. Um, I don't think it's going to be a, a route the way that it's been in the regular season because I just don't think that's going to happen. But I think it's going to be close. I think this is going to be an epic way for this entire thing to go out. If I had to pick, of course, I'm going to pick 12. Like, I, you know, I knew that when you said this whole thing (laughs) to go out. Like, the only person to, the only (laughs) to really go out is Drew Brees. So, but I'm I'm talking about this whole, we'll never see Brees Brady again. I know. I know. So, we got it three times before Brady retired, Brees retires in, in this season alone. I just don't think Tom Brady is going to lose to a team three times in one season. I can't, like, just based off what I've seen in his career, I know he doesn't have Belichick anymore. I know it's a different circumstance, but I just think he takes those things so personally. It's like, you know, it's something about great players. It's like when people say, no, Serena Williams does not lose to the same person two times. Like, her pride just gets in the way. It's like it's like another level goes to her, like, where she can't, it just can't happen to her. Um, and I, I think the same about Tom Brady. I just, I think his pride, like it's, it's another level he's going to reach in this game and he's going to take, and I think if they lose, it's not going to be his fault. I think he's going to put up some points. He's going to play a, a great game. And if they lose, it's going to be some Drew Brees magic that happens over there for New Orleans because the, the football gods want him to go out a certain way. But Well, um, I... I think that the Ravens win. Um, I think they beat the Bills. It's going to be a close game, I think, just because of the defenses. But I think that they win that. Browns are done. <laughs> like, <laughs> we all knew this. We all knew if the Steelers lost and the Browns had to play the Chiefs, like it was over. Patrick Mahomes is like not going to lose to Baker Mayfield. That's just not going to happen. Um, and... The Rams, Green Bay, that could go either way. I don't know at this point. Um, But I'm going to give the edge to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I just am. Okay. But 
<sighs> when we, of course, I'm picking the Saints. Oh, I'm boy. picking the Saints, of course. But I will not be doing that in my work. Because <laughs> listening, like you can pick the Saints, but I'm not doing that. Um, but I, th- I believe in in Drew Brees right now. I believe in him. I think that he's gonna try. He's gonna try really hard. I'm hoping that the Bucks defense just comes out and plays terribly in the first half and then that really will give, yeah. that'll give the saints an opportunity to run up the score um yeah and let alvin, Kamara, yeah let alvin Kamara just run and and we'll see you know when sean payton got slimed in those uh jordans i knew i knew i was like this man he is betting on this team for the rest that, <laughs> that you know, and you know, when I saw that, I was like, they're done. That curse. You don't slime Jordan. <laughs> that was I know. A, I mean, I know, but like <laughs> I had I took away something different from that. So mm. we'll see what happens. But I'm picking the Saints. Um so we'll we'll see. We'll see. Next week I may not even want to do this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. So we're gonna take a quick break. Um, And then we're going to come back with love to see it or hate to see it. Hey Siri, when does a new episode of Girls Talk Sports 2 come out? New episodes of Girls Talk Sports 2 is available every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are available. subscribe button wherever you happen to listen to podcasts we're going to get into our next segment love to see it or hate to see it and let's start with some nba kyrie irving calais favorite former cleveland cavalier (laughs) of that 2016 best thing that ever happened in cleveland um has been missing in action, MIA, missing the fourth game in a row for quote-unquote personal reasons. He was also seen at a birthday party for his 30-year-old sister and also happened to be his dad's birthday as well. Kalea, you had concerns about the Nets imploding, the emotional part. What you got to say about this one, love it or hate it? Listen, you are right. I called this, okay? Um, but, game. but I hate to see this, right? Like, Kyrie is not making a case for himself. <laughs> like, people already doubt this man because of these off-the-court antics. Like, stop doing things to make people create a narrative about you. Is That's how I feel about it, right? Like, You've only shown in the last, what, four years that you are this 
guy who doesn't care about anybody else. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like you don't care about your team. This is your unfortunately or for him fortunately, this is your job. Like you don't have to mm-hmm. clock in somewhere every day. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is show up to practice and then show up to the game. Yeah. So, I I hate it. Um also LeBron James did a great job of hiding all of this in my opinion because I would have never thought any of this was going on in the background. Of that Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't think Kyrie ever just ghosted the team. Um, But do we know? I I mean, mean, he he never just missed it. He he was missing because of injuries. He never was just like, you know, that was Dennis Rodman. Um, (laughs) Like, okay, okay. uh, LeBron held it. Okay, Dennis Rodman was, uh, never mind. We're not going to talk about that. Okay. Listen, I hate this. Um, I I I root for Kyrie Irving. Um, I think Kyrie Irving is a sniper. He is a crazy good basketball player. To me, a top 10 player in the NBA. Um, when he's healthy and when he's on, like Kyrie can shoot it just like anybody. He can finish just like anybody. Um, I, I had concerns about him and KD coming together because of culture, right? Like, what has Katie said his entire career? I just want to go out there and hoop. I don't care about being a leader. He's never said that I wanted this to be my team. He's he he just doesn't care. He wants to go out there and play basketball. That's why he didn't mind joining the Warriors because the Warriors already had some leaders. Um, but when we got to this next team, they already had a culture. But then Kenny Atkinson, you know, got fired, and then Katie and Kyrie come in, and I'm looking at them like, who's going to be the leader? And last time we saw Kyrie in a leadership role was in Boston. And that was, you know, iffy. That was up and down. And everybody knows KD don't care about none of that. So what this next team is missing is a culture, a leader. And I just think that is so concerning that Kyrie's just been missing his games and not communicating with his team. I just don't think that can be good for, you know, personnel, for teamwork, for morale. Mm-hmm. I if anybody underst- should, and it's disappointing because if anybody should understand from the people they've played with and their mentors, it's Kyrie. Kyrie played with LeBron James, right? He played for the Celtics, right? The Celtics have, you know, the second most champ. I think the second now because of the Lakers, second most championships. And LeBron has been to the the finals 111 times, and then his mentor was Kobe Bryant, right? Like what? Like, you should not be here doing this. This is just not indicative of where you come from. Like, you should mm-hmm. know better. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just it's disappointing. Because if anybody who should know better, it's him. Because you mm-hmm. should know what, everything that it takes to be a championship team. It's more of what you demonstrate in addition to what you do on the court. So I hate it for that reason. I hope they're able to turn this around because Kalea knows – I'm look. I was always looking forward to the Brooklyn Lakers finals, and it doesn't seem like, like more, the more this goes on, that's just not gonna. My dream is just not gonna come true. So, yeah, and I'm getting more and more concerned about Kyrie Irving's mental health as this goes on. Yeah, like is somebody like from the organization like just checking on him mentally because there has to be a reason why he's taking these these times these personal days. Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? Um, yeah. So I do hope like he's, he's okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, he's, he's, he's treating the NBA like a nine to five at the end of the day. <laughs> he, he wants to work remotely. Right. You know? I mean, it's not that yeah. bad. <laughs> you know, 
Jesus. Oh man. You know, that's some nice PTO right there. <laughs> um so Deshaun, Chanel's little brother Watson. My little brother. Maybe on the move to Miami. Miami. As trade rumors circulate. Chanel, love it or hate it. Oh, I love it. He has to get out of Houston. Um, they're just not committed to building around him, and they're not committed to doing right by him. I'm convinced of it now. Um, so, yes, I think Miami would be great. Um, I also think some of these other teams with a stable coach and a stable organization could be great for him. We mentioned the Steelers. Um, they were, you know, Kalea texted me when this happened about maybe – it happened with the Patriots. Yes, get him somewhere where he has stability, please, so that we can really see all that this man can do on the field. What he demonstrated this past year amidst all that chaos that was happening, he put up Patrick Mahomes' numbers. He put up he's Josh Allen's number, yet he's the one that's not in the playoffs because of his organization. And I'm tired of I'm tired of Houston Texans wasting these play these talented players. And I don't want to see it happen with Deshaun. Mm-hmm. I know we weren't talking about the Houston Rockets, but you could have said just Houston <laughs> in general. Um, but, <laughs> you know, Andre Johnson, who was a Houston Texan, Texans great, mm-hmm. tweeted that he needed to get out of there because they don't respect their players. Like you said, they don't respect their, their time there. They waste their time. And then DeAndre Hopkins said when Andre said that like you need to listen yeah. and you need to get out of there you know, so he hasn't tweeted since 2019 there was a lot to right. tweet about in 2020 <laughs> and so you didn't tweet all 2020 and you came out 2021 to tweet that listen right to <laughs> right so I love this. I love watching Deshaun Watson play. I want to see him, you know, go up against Patrick Mahomes again. So like Get him out of there, preferably to the Steelers, so that we can watch that yes. happen. Um, yes. I know you you would prefer the Patriots, but you know, I don't care. Just get him out of there. I don't care. Get him, I, get him somewhere. Yes, please. I would love to see him in Miami. You know, two is two is great though. I would I would hate for him to then go to Houston. Yeah, it, but I mean that would be a nice fit. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so the NBA deals with the coronavirus out, um, as outbreaks on teams postponed games. So we had a lot of postponed games. And they've revised their uh, their coronavirus rules. So now, like, non-NBA guests cannot be in your hotel. Love it or hate it, Kalea? I hate this. I mean, they had such a great go um, in 2020 with everything that they did with the bubbles. So... <clears throat> That went faster than I thought. um, They, you know, this isn't looking good for them. Um, And I know they don't want to go back to a bubble situation, but like that may be what they need. I mean, it's just not, I don't, I don't understand how they (laughs) like expected to have guests in the hotel. Like I don't, some of these rules were like, wait, you let that happen after everything that you knew? Yeah, it yeah. felt like you knew more than the actual government about this yeah, virus. I know. So I know. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised that they were they became so lax in their restrictions. But yeah. I I'm worried at this point. Like how many games are gonna be postponed and how many games can they make up during that break? 
Yeah. 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 Adam Silver saying that they plan for this. I just don't know. I, I know that Adam Silver also went on record saying, you know, we're not going to jump the line with this vaccine. So they got to kind of wait that part out too. I think, you know, ultimately they're just going to have to make the season a little bit shorter, even though it's already 10 games shorter, they're probably going to have to revise it again because it seems like a problem that's getting worse before it's getting better. Um, all right. So you want to quickly go through these last couple? Yeah. So LaMelo Ball passed Markel Fultz um, and his older brother to become the youngest in NBA history to record a triple double. Love it or hate it? Love this for LaMelo. Came in contributing. Did that off the bench, by the way. Did that off the bench. Fultz did it as a starter. Lonzo did it as a starter. So congrats. Yes, I love it. You know, he's playing better um, than Ben Simmons. He's making more progress, you know? Uh <laughs> you didn't think that was funny yeah. so the eagles fired doug peterson love it or hate it i love this only for chanel because she went in on doug peterson uh last week and that was enjoyable from my perspective so so i love it for her you know i never Love seeing a coach get fired only because that's their living. And, like, that sucks to lose your job. But I'm sure he'll become a coordinator somewhere. Hey, I hated this, believe it or not. Oh. I, just, I thought Doug Peterson, just a few years ago, won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. He then went and made made it to the, the, uh, the what do you call it, the playoffs again. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he deserved to be fired. I just thought, you know. Give him some time to figure this thing out. Give him some power. But whatever. We're moving on. No, now Carson Carson wants to stay now, all of a sudden. So (laughs) I think Chanel did this on purpose, but um, Nick Saban (laughs) won his sixth college football national championship last night. Love it or hate it? I hate it. I can't stand Alabama. I can't (laughs) stand the SEC. But you gotta you gotta acknowledge greatness where greatness exists, and Nick Saban has been dominating the college football game for a while. Um, so props to him, props to his uh, props to his organization for always demonstrating excellence. Um, Alabama's got a lock on this thing, and I don't know. Every now and then, there's Clemson, but it's always Alabama. Yeah. Um... I hate this, obviously, because I had to watch my team lose yesterday. But, you know, congratulations to Nick Saban and uh, Roll Tide, I guess. Oh, God, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kalea did this on purpose. <laughs> um, Michigan, the University of Michigan football program extends Jim Harbaugh five years in the 2026. <laughs> Kalea, let me hear it. Oh, I love this. You know, you you were speaking about greatness with Nick Saban. I've never seen greatness come from this man in the Michigan football team. (laughs) So, yes, five more years of beating up on this man every November after Thanksgiving. And they're going to get an extra special beat down next year because we didn't get to play this year. So I am ready. I love this wanted someone fired more than I wanted <laughs> Jim Harbaugh fired in my life. Two and four. Two? <laughs> we played six games and we won two. I, I really want that to sink in for you, Ward Manuel. 
I really want that to sink in for you, the Michigan football program who's call, who's calling everybody haters. Two and four. If it was anybody else, y'all called for Brady Hoke's head when he was five and 12, right? Five and whatever, five and seven, rightfully seven, so. Yeah. Rightfully so. Hoke, it was time for Hoke to go. But two and four, we haven't beat Ohio State since he's been here. We beat Michigan State twice out of, out of five. He's won one bowl game. Who else do you give great? Is this Jason Garrett? Stop imitating the Dallas Cowboys. We get it. You can be like them. We don't want to be like them anymore. <laughs> I'm done. Let's go to break. What did, what did Michael Jordan say? If you don't want to play that way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You don't want to play that way? I love it. If you want to play that way, don't play that way. <laughs> Break! Break, Kalea! the show of course with our winners and our losers of the week Kalea who you put on a chopping block as a loser or who you lifting up as a winner either way throw some shade honestly Chanel I don't know what's going on with me but there will be no shade um this week it's going to be another winner and I just want you guys to know today you know we're in the second week of January um this working from home thing, you know, it's almost going on a year for this thing. And I love it, but, you know, some days just like, oh, here we go again. You know, that yeah. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto meme where it's like, oh, here we go again. Go again. So <laughs> today, you know, Chanel sends me a picture that I was not expecting to see. And it was young. Alexis Olympia Ohanian Jr. Just out there on the circles with a great, great form it like that. Amazing, she, listen, that backhand was about to whiz across the net to whoever put, was put coaching. Her the, put her in the junior Wimbledon tournament now. Listen, listen. So that just made me like so excited because like it's going to continue. Yes. The legacy will continue. It that will bloodline continue. will continue in yes. tennis um, as long as you know, Olympia wants to play. Um, but I feel like, I feel like she will, she will want to play. So that was cool. Serena looks super excited. Like she was so happy. Listen, she looked ready. She looked ready to, I told Chanel, she looked ready to just put her tennis racket down. Um, I also told Chanel, I hope this is the turning point for Venus to just set her racket aside on the playing side. But not on the coaching side. I, yeah. I've always thought that Venus should coach Venus um, is Olympia. Coach. Serena, Serena cannot yeah. coach. Serena, no. Like, you know when you're learning how to drive? Like, yeah. Serena's a parent who can't teach you how to drive exactly. because yep. she's too aggressive. So, yeah. like, they need to separate that and just let Venus handle that. But my winner is 
Serena for and Olympia for nurturing that and just picking up the tennis racket at such a young age. Like I am so excited. And she was hitting like a real tennis ball, not that big old orange ball that they make the kids play with. Yes. Yes. It was it was amazing. I know those strings were tightened correctly. Like I know, I know, I know what they're doing over there. And it's just like Richard Williams part two like it's just oh it's so exciting so that is that is my winner and I promise next week I'll be back with like a loser I'm just I'm done with this like the niceties so (laughs) but Alexis Olympia Ohanian Jr. and Serena Williams and I guess Alexis Senior you know yeah 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 you know, you're going to have to get a winner soundbite since you just keep dilling out. No, winners. because it's over. It's over. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. That's a good one, Kalea. That was good. Um, so I have a loser. Um, and that is related to Serena Williams, but Serena is not the loser, of course. I will never, ever in my life give Serena a loser. Um, I will never say something like that. Um, I may. You never know. <laughs> and I will I will come after you. Um, but the, the loser of the week goes to Ion Tyriac. And if I pronounced your name incorrectly, I don't care um, because you're a loser. He's uh, the billionaire director of the Madrid Open. Last week, he decided to, you know, be unprovoked in talking on Serena Williams' name. And he says that she needs to retire because at this age... And the weight she is now, she does not move as easily as she did 15 years ago. Who does? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? At this age and weight, she doesn't move as easily? Okay, like the most obvious comment goes to who? Like, of course, when you age, you don't move as easily and as fluidly as you, your, your speed goes down. But last time I checked, Serena Williams made, what, two Grand Slam finals last year? She's beating people half her age still now. Like, what is wrong with you? Do you know how difficult it is to play tennis? Oh, yeah, you do, because you're a former tennis player who's never won a Grand Slam in your life. (laughs) Olympia has won more. Look, Alexis took to Twitter to say, oh, yeah, my three-year-old daughter has won more Grand Slams than you, meaning Serena was pregnant. Won a Grand Slam with her daughter in her belly and she helped her and she still has more Grand Slams than you. She has more Grand Slams than you pregnant, sir. So she's not moving like she should. You never moved like you should because you didn't get a Grand Slam championship. I dare you to go out there and try to move with Serena and you won't even, couldn't you be on the same court with her now talking about age and weight? You can't even walk up a flight of stairs. I am so through with these people coming after Serena. No disrespect to Serena Williams' name. She is 38. (laughs) 38. Let's really put this into perspective, Kalea. 38. She beat a 22-year-old. Like, I am so tired of it. She's not moving like she used to. Okay, you have a baby. You'll be a 38-year-old black woman with a big booty and see if you move the same way. You won't, but she's still she's still a top five player in the sport. Everybody always says what? Serena beats Serena. That is still true. What has happened in the finals when she's gotten there? 
Her mind took over and it was too much. It wasn't because she physically couldn't. I've yet to see a game at 38 years old where I was like, Serena physically can't win this game. You see that with people when they get this old. I haven't seen it with her yet. I've seen her mind not be able to overcome humps. I've seen her beat herself. I've seen her get in her head. But physically, I haven't looked at her yet still and been like, no, she can't win this game. It just hasn't happened. So shut up, especially you. And she will never play the Madrid Open again. And guess what? You just messed up because like Kalea said, she's got a prodigy on her hands um, and she will never play the Madrid Open again. And guess who else is under her? Coco Golf. She's 16, 17 years old. Coco ain't coming to the Madrid Open either. Nobody's coming to your tournament anymore. So take that. What did um what did Phaedra Park say to Kenya? Now check that. Like, that's what I'll say at the end of this. I'm done. You're a loser. You lost. No disrespect to Serena. We love you, girl. Congratulations. You played yourself. <sighs> Oof. That was that was Stephen A esque right there. <laughs> Chanel. That was Chanel A right there. Um I don't play. But he deserved it. He deserved it. I know. I know you don't play. I know. That's why I keep my comments real (laughs) in when it comes to Serena. Uh, Well, Kalea, I thought that was pretty good. Um, We went a little over, but we had a lot of football to talk about. And next week, we'll be back to talk about all the football that happened this weekend and all the other great things in sports. You going to be ready? Yes. I uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Time will tell. (laughs) well that's it for our show thank you so much for tuning in please come back again to hear us talk about the best thing that happened in sports this past week hopefully we're a part of your sports routine at this point watch sports scream loud and be well come back to listen to us all break it down girls talk sports too take me out let's go